I'm your host, Fraser Bailey, and welcome to the VegUp Podcast, where we talk mindset, psychology, plant-based nutrition, lifestyle, and big dreams. So if you want to get your head in the game, level up, and become the best version of you, listen in. Let's go. Society has made us weak and what to do about it. Guys, what's up? How are you all doing? Coming at you with another episode. It's going to be an interesting one. We're talking about strength and strength, physiological strength, mental strength, and what process has to take place for a human being to develop strength. So let's dive into this. And the reason why this is important is because many of the things that you want to achieve lie on the other side of you developing strength in a certain area. So whether you develop more mental strength, more discipline to follow through, or physical strength to do a certain activity or a task, many of the things that will bring you to life that you can check off your bucket list or that will fulfill you lie on the other side of you cultivating and developing strength. And so this relates to anything that you aspire to achieve, whether it be physical, financial, mental, whatever it is, you can definitely tie it back into all of these processes. So I want to share with you this this concept called the hormetic effect or hormesis. The hormetic effect is essentially a an oxidative stress curve by which a small amount of a perceived stress on your body physiologically actually creates long-term strength or resiliency. But too much exposure, too much chronic exposure to that same stress can actually cause weakness. Now, think of doing things, whether it be cold plunges or strength training or intermittent fasting or sauna or any of these things, think of them not as a binary yes or no thing, but a continuum. Meaning most people don't do any of these things or they do them very uh, haphazardly, minimal effort, right? So they don't do really any of these things. And because of that, they are weakened by the modern society. They're weakened by the modern world. They're so used to their room temperature, AC environment with everything cushy and comfortable. They just eat whenever they're hungry. They don't really challenge their body or train their body. They never expose it to heat or cold or any of these different things. And that makes someone weak. I'm going to tell you that most people are incredibly weak. We live in a very fragile society. And I think that a lot of the the physical fragility is compounded by the mental fragility and vice versa. So the two definitely come hand in hand. People who don't want to cultivate physical strength through different hormetic pathways that I'm going to talk about typically have a weak mindset. And that weak mindset then leads them to avoid difficult situations. And we just live in a weak culture guys. And that's fundamentally why we're in the position we're in. That's why you see so much sickness. Why do you see these 
viruses and these diseases spreading and people are getting smashed by them because we live in a metabolically weak society. So what do we do about it? How do you bolster yourself? How do you become a stronger version of yourself? Remember, like I was saying, if you don't expose yourself to any of these things, you're just going to be, you're going to be a snowflake. You're going to be fragile. You're going to break at the first sign of stress. Equally, down the other end of the spectrum, which is less people, but there's still some out there, it's people who overtrain and they overdo everything. They're just masochists. And because of this, that that prolonged stress is equally damaging on physiology. You can see this with people who do a ton and ton of marathons and Ironman races and all these different types of endurance events. They get stress fractures and they have they some of them actually end up having cardiovascular problems because there is so much oxidative chronic stress on the body. There is just an inability to recover. And so one end of the spectrum creates weakness. The other end of the spectrum also creates weakness. So where do you cultivate strength? What you will find is that strength is somewhere in the middle where you need to expose yourself to challenging things mentally and physically, because the more you do that, a biological adaptation in your body is to actually become more resilient. Your body's essentially saying, wow, that cold water really shocked my system. I need to get more metabolically resilient to handle these stress factors next time it happens. And the same thing rings true for strength training or weight training or sauna exposure or intermittent fasting. All of these types of things cause acute stress on the body, but that acute stress, once it's finished, actually causes you to build strength in that area long term. And so what you'll see, I mean, for me, for example, I, you guys might've seen, whether it be on social media or whatever, when we're traveling and we're in the RV, I'll often be jumping in these cold rivers every day. And people are like, dude, you're crazy. You're jumping in these cold rivers and, and doing this crazy stuff. That is the hormetic effect in action. I'm exposing myself to something that's challenging for a short period of time to get the benefit from it. It's the same with being outside in winter if the sun is out. Most people in wintertime, for example, they stay inside or when they do go out, they wear 50 layers of clothing. And so what happens, they get no vitamin D absorption into their body. Vitamin D is an intimate precursor in bolstering immune function. And that is in part why you get seasonal sickness and seasonal weakening of the immune system. It's predominantly driven by the fact that we're not getting enough metabolic substrate for, from vitamin D, for example, to actually get the immune enhancing effects that we need. And so I'll even go outside in 20, 30, 40 degree weather for 10 minutes, 20 minutes and get sun on my skin, knowing that yes, it might be a little bit cold, but the long-term effect of that hormesis is going to actually strengthen me immunologically and metabolically. Now, the same can ring true for cold exposure. If you guys have seen Wim Hof, for example, you see these people jumping in ice baths. You could take that to an extreme. And if you sat in an ice bath for five hours, you could hypothermia and lose limbs. It would be terrible, right? Like, so taking it to an extreme is detrimental. Not doing it all is just creating weakness because your body's never exposed to the stress. And so 
somewhere in the middle. Maybe you start with one minute or you work up to three or four minutes, or maybe you can get to five to 10 minutes and you do that every day or every second day. And that little burst of stress creates metabolic strength long-term. The same is applies for sauna. A little bit of heat exposure, again, that will build metabolic strength long-term. And you can apply this to weight training. For instance, the way that I train now, the tenacity by which I train, if I took someone who was brand new or a, a novice and I trained them with the same intensity that I train, they would be completely wrecked. They wouldn't be able to walk the next day. They would be non-functional. The reason is because they have no metabolic adaptation to handle that stress. And so they're fragile. They're still fragile. You need to develop that strength through repetition. And what happens is that becomes your baseline. That becomes your new norm. You can actually handle more pressure, more stress physically. And the good thing about that, guys, is you bounce back quickly. You're more phys physically resilient to everything. You, you can handle yourself. You're strong. You're athletic. Your cardiovascular system can handle a lot more stress than the average person. So under pressure and stress, they're way more likely to have a heart attack or a stroke than you are because you've trained your physiology to handle a higher level of stress on an acute level. And then you still work on recovery on the back end of that. So remember this also, how does this pertain to you know, vegan nutrition, plant-based nutrition and stuff like that? Well, if your diet is terrible and it's full of processed foods and tons of animal-based foods and your cholesterol is super high and your blood glucose is really high and everything's jacked up, you can be training really hard and you can be doing all these things, but you're not going to be providing your body with the nutrients to actually recover adequately. That's what you'll find happens with people who go down to the overtraining end of the spectrum. They might be training their butt off for a challenge. They want to get in shape for their vacation and they overdo it with the training because they're not actually dialing in the nutrition and getting enough micronutrients, vitamins and minerals to help facilitate the recovery processes at the back end of that hormetic exposure. And so your nutrition is fundamentally important, guys. And I even tell people that it's as important. Sorry, one second. Sorry, guys. I'm doing this live and I had a phone call come in, but I'm not even going to edit it because this is just real life. We're just getting it done. Um, but one of the things I was going to say is that your nutrition will dictate how much hormetic stress you can handle. And so... The reason why this is important is because if you are a busy business person or you have big ambitions in your life, you need to be as productive and as efficient as you are in everything that you do. And so the mental stress that you're under from all the thinking and the thinking processes and the brainstorming and the big visions you have for your life, that is another form of stress. And if you're not putting in the quality nutrients into your body, to help recover with that cognitive oxidative stress, that cognitive hormetic effect, what happens? You develop weakness. You're going to burn out faster. You're going to have mental dysfunction. You'll hit depression patches and anxiety patches way easier than the average person. And this for me is coming from someone who had a, a history of ADHD, bipolar disorder, severe social anxiety. So I've been there before, guys. I know what it's like to have an inframed, inflamed brain. And so nutrition plays a role in how you recover from that acute stress exposure. So that 
is why the whole equation matters. It's not just one thing or the other. When it comes to the mental aspects or the psychological aspects of doing this, I've often said to people, do hard things because you can, right? Like, I, I feel like in society, we're so conditioned to just watch Netflix, chill, order pizza, be lazy, be complacent. Everyone is hypersensitive to everything. There's this woke culture. Everyone gets offended over every little thing. They get a little bobo and they cry about it. And we just live in this very delicate society. And that is not conducive with long-standing resilience in terms of survival. And so cultivate this idea of challenging yourself to do hard things, to become a 2.0 version of yourself, to become a stronger, more resilient version of yourself for whatever reason that motivates you. Maybe it motivates you just because you're, you haven't really lived up to your potential this to this point in your life and you've always felt like you've been in the shadows and you've given up too soon and you have never really actualized your own potential. And, you know, it brings me to this point. There's this beautiful quote by the ancient Greek philosopher Socrates. And he says, it is a shame for a man to grow old without seeing the beauty and strength of which his body is capable. And I truly resound with that. The fact that some people will be born and they will die and they will never actualize their potential because they always took the easy route. They never expose themselves to challenges. They just want to be wrapped in cotton wool and live this comfortable, safe life. Guys, anything you've ever done in your life that brought you to life, that's created amazing memories, was never in your comfort zone. Think about some of the most monumental things in your life. Typically, a lot of them fall outside of your comfort zone. You did something mentally challenging. You did something physically challenging. That stuff is what makes you feel alive. Knowing that, do more of those things. How? By cultivating your ability to do hard things and see it as a compass and move into it. Society's been wussified, guys. People are weak and they are soft. And just knowing that, choose the opposite path to that and you'll get the outcomes most people will not have. And that's, that's the beautiful life. That's a life worth living. That's a fulfilling life. That's a life of full of achievement and connection and gratification and confidence, right? So an important thing to remember is this mental hormesis where reframing the idea of pain. And so what I mean by this is some people, when they're new to training or new to weight training, they will do an exercise and it starts to hurt, right? Like you get that lactic acid buildup, it starts to burn. It does not feel, for a novice, it doesn't feel good. There is a pain associated with that. And a lot of people who wouldn't know any better would feel that pain and they would say, right, it's time to stop. I'm hurting now, that's not good. And they would stop right before the magic is about to happen. It's not the first 10 or 15 or whatever reps it is that, makes you stronger and gives you a better body it's those final few reps right before you get to failure right when you're in that pain zone where things are physically and mentally challenging and so what i tell people is i say use that as a compass you want to get into that zone obviously there's a difference between acute sharp pain like tendons snapping and things like that you've got to understand that but if it's like a burning sensation lactic acid buildup and you're doing a set of of an exercise and it's and you're and the reps are slowing down and you're really pushing yourself and you feel it burning 
that's the zone that the magic happens, guys. People pull the plug so soon. And so when you can reframe that idea of that pain, that burn, that challenge, as that's the zone where the magic happens. That's the zone where I build the 2.0 version of myself. This doesn't just relate to the physical pain of weight training. This relates to the pain of you breaking through a lot of mental barriers you have. See, for me, for example, I remember, I'll tell you a quick story. When I first went vegan, I was uh, invited out to Guelph in Canada, which is just outside Toronto, to speak and share my story as a former butcher, now vegan. I'd never done a public speaking event before. And coming from a place where I'd been heavily medicated on anxiety medications, and I'd struggled with these things for a number of years, but I was in the process of, of I'd, I'd been off those medications, and I was in the process of building confidence. I went into that situation knowing that it was going to be challenging, knowing that I would feel the pain in those final few quote unquote repetitions while I'm on the stage and people are watching me. Anyway, I went into the place where I was due to speak and there was another speaker that was speaking before me. And there was about three or four people watching him speak. And I thought to myself, okay, this is cool. There might only be four or five people who come in to see me speak. That's a little crowd. I'll be good. At least I'm getting my toes in the water and I'll, you know, I can start somewhere, right? I can just, you know, start with a little crowd and that's going to get me in the door and I'll build confidence from that. Yay. Anyway, I went off, went to the bathroom. I come back 10 minutes later and the place was packed. It was, there would have been, for, especially if someone who hadn't spoken before, there would have been 80 to 100 people in this place. And I walk in there and I was like, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lord have mercy. And I knew that I could not just turn around and, and do what most people do and quit or have an excuse, whatever. I knew that this was the compass. These feelings, the heart rate, the, the, the physiological changes I was experiencing, that was the hormetic effect taking place. And I'm like, Fraser, you've got this. Remember, this is bigger than you. Sharing veganism, sharing why you do this, sharing your story as a former butcher, this is about the animals. This is about the movement. This is about enlightening people. This is about rallying people into doing this and to improving the health and to, you know, all these other positive things. This is not about you. Just be a servant today. Serve people. Serve this movement. Serve your message. And I went out there and it was really amazing. And I'll never forget that, guys. That is such a good example of mental hormetic effect moving into that. And now it's built that confidence in me where after the fact, I went on to do more speaking and more of the same thing. And I would step into that with more and more confidence. So you can see that that burst of stress or anxiety was enough to test me and make me feel nervous. But when I did it, long term, it built strength and resiliency. Do hard things. I love the movie uh, 300 with the Spartans. You know, I think a lot of people just find a, a weird connection with that movie because it really embodies what it means to be someone who lives with valor and someone who lives with strength and someone who, who lives by a code, right? And so 
I love that idea of developing strength because you're a warrior, you're a Spartan, you're, you're this, you're this leader in your own right. You're leading your peers, you're leading your family, you're leading your friends to become stronger versions of themselves. If you raise the bar for yourself, you automatically will hold people at higher levels of accountability and they will hold themselves more accountable because they can see you achieving more, right? It builds character. And that builds confidence and that confidence builds strength, you know, and that's, that's the beautiful thing, guys. Remember this, you know, for in the suffering, we find strength and in the strength, we find meaning. And for me, I embrace that. Obviously, the suffering has to have a purpose. It has to be there. It doesn't, it, it shouldn't just be needless suffering, masochism right? It should have intention, purpose, a hormetic effect to build strength, to build resiliency. It should be a stepping stone towards cultivating a stronger version of yourself. And so the take-home point today is don't shy away from the hard shit. Don't, just because everyone else is like, oh, like you'll get a bobo, you'll get a cold, you'll get a sniffle. Don't avoid the hard work just because no one else does it. I'm the only one in some of these campgrounds who's jumping in the cold river. Everyone else is huddled around the fire. Now, I'm not point, no, I'm not judging those people. They're just there for vacation. Of course, they probably don't want to jump in a cold river while they're on vacation. But I'm giving you an example that I still do it even though no one else is. You need to be doing the hard things. You need to be doing the hard training the intermittent fasting, if that's part of your routine. You need to be doing the cold exposure and the heat exposure and doing these challenging things mentally, even if you're not in an environment where other people are doing that. You cannot wait to have permission from the people around you to be great. Remember that. Fundamentally important. So that's the take-home message today, guys. Go out there and reframe what it means to experience pain. Understand that a burst of that is a hormetic effect. It's going to build a stronger version of yourself. Don't shy away from the hard work. That's the stuff that's going to create the better version of yourself. All the treasure that you seek lies in all the work that you typically avoiding. Remember that. So when you're training hard today, or when you're sticking to your diet when no one else is, or when you're shivering in that cold water, or when you're in that sauna sweating your butt off, or when you're fasting and everyone else is stuffing their face, remind yourself, society is weak. Most people are weak. You don't have to be one of them. You can make a better decision today. Go out there, guys. Implement the hormetic effect. Reframe that pain. Build a stronger version of yourself today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Veg Up podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes go live. Please leave us a review and share this on social media. Tag me. Let me know what helped you. Let me know what you want to hear more of. Let's get this information out to the world. Help me do that. And be sure to email us over at Fraser at evolvingalpha.com for coaching options and mentorship. Because if you want growth, it begins here, my friend.